Well, hello and welcome to Finding Our Way, our Southridge Church member podcast designed to give people the inside scoop on life in our church. Here's our host and lead pastor, Jeff Lockyer. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Finding Our Way. This is our Southridge member podcast. Uh, Every month, we cycle through to hear the voice of an emerging gen in our community. And uh, I'm excited this month to be able to sit down and talk with Amy Baggs. Amy, say hi to everybody. Hi. Uh, I'm going to guess that you're a first-time podcaster. Is that true? Um, Yep. (laughs) Yep. Okay. Well, this is the rookie run. Welcome here. We're going to have a lot of fun together. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, you sound suspect, but that's, no. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. I'm so excited. I promise. Um, start off, uh, aim by just telling us a little bit about yourself, kind of where you're from and a little bit of your, your family background, just so we can get to know you a bit better. Yeah, of course. So I'm 18 and I live in St. Catharines. Uh, currently I live with my older brother and two parents. Um, I am finishing up grade 12 at Eden high school and yeah, I love reading and running. <laughs> Love. I was going to ask, what do you do for fun? And do you yeah. kind of alternate between reading and running? Yep, that's me. Do you do, you do more reading or more running? Um, depends on the week. <laughs> depends on the week. Yeah. And uh, so talk about right now, you're, you're at home with your brother. Um, are you in school uh, online or are you in school in person? Uh, I decided to go in person. That made in a person. little bit more sense for me. Yeah. Okay. So what does your life look like these days now that we're back in in class again um well right now it feels like a lot of it is week by week some weeks I have to balance uh sharing a car with my parents so I have to balance that out so every week some weeks I'm in school all week with this new system and then some weeks I'm not so it's kind of a weird shuffle every Sunday what's gonna happen (laughs) and you're not you're not working right now right because of the lockdown parameters um we've have a tentative start date so it's starting to get back up but not sure when not sure when okay Mm -hmm. okay so that's what you're into well uh let's do a bit of then uh history because i know you connected first with southridge uh just a few years ago Mm -hmm. um start off and just kind of tell us the story of that happened of, of how that happened yeah so like the church scene wasn't really uh, something I grew up around. Uh, Sundays we typically spent uh, doing sports or hanging out as a family. We used to have dogs, so we'd go on family walks. Um, and then I started high school at Eden, and a big part of Eden is chapel. And the friend group that I joined right at the beginning, they l- were growing up in a church, so they started going to chapel. So I was like, well, I better join because my friends go. So started going to chapel, and then later I was like, mom, I think, I think we should start going to church. And so she reached out to some people who, you know, had consistently gone to church, some of her close friends, and we just ended up at Southridge. Yeah. Yeah. I remember she had uh, taught, she's a a school administrator and she had worked with, among other people, with my, my sister-in-law, my brother's wife. And so I wondered kind of what some of the connections were, whether they were connections through your friends or uh, through your mom's work friends or whatever, kind of how it, uh, yeah. how, how it made sense uh, to track with Southridge. I was going to say as a high school student, was it something about Southridge that attracted you or it was more your mom's, uh, more your mom's connections that, uh, that drew you in? Yeah, that was more of my mom. She was like, okay, uh, is there a church you wanted to go to? And I was like, no, I just, you know, I just want to go to church. And so she reached out and uh, decided Southridge was it. And it was so. 
Cool, cool. Um, can you remember back to what it was like attending these chapels early on at Eden as a grade nine student and not really having a sense of what was going on, but seeing your friends kind of get this or into this? What did that feel like? Um, it was a little bit overwhelming. I definitely played the fake it till you make it card. Um, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I know. I know what we're doing. We're singing now and all that fun stuff. But uh, they were awesome. They were very monumental in helping me grow because after knowing them for a little bit, I started asking questions like, so what's like, what's church about? And they're like, well, it's just like this, but longer. And so I was like, oh, that sounds awesome. And they definitely answered some of my beginning questions about church and Christianity. And yeah. So you and your mom start uh, tracking with Southridge. How outside of that did you find yourself uh, get connected relationally with people from our community? Um, we just joined and then we knew you from uh, running, of course, and a couple other students from Eden. So that was nice to get connected. And then my mom and I kind of made a pact after deciding Southridge was our home. We were like, okay, we want to continue with this church thing. Okay, Southridge is it. And we were like, okay, now we need to get involved. Um, so she was like, okay, you'll join Current and I'll try out a life group. And so I got involved with Current and then I got involved with the Kidsmen and it just, it kind of had like a snowballing effect. Like I got involved with Current, got connected with an awesome group of girls and then got connected and kept going, you know? (laughs) And as you started asking these questions, so you've got these friends at school and you're tracking with Chapel. Now you're tracking with Southridge and starting to participate involved in kids ministry, your life group, current, all this kind of stuff. Can you describe kind of the, the, the journey of how things started to sort of make sense for you? Um, at first it was very much, okay, this is what people at Eden do. So, you know, I have to do it. And then there's kind of a point where it's like, no way, this has to be something that I'm actively pursuing. And like, the church is great, but I have to have a relationship with Jesus if I'm going to truly experience the church and truly be a part of it. And what would you say, like, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm thinking about some of the people who are listening and maybe even some high school students who are listening, you know, wondering, like, was there a moment where things just clicked for you and, oh, I get it. I'm into it. Off I go. Or was it more of a slow process? Can you describe that at all? Uh, It was kind of a bit of both, if that makes sense. So it was a slow process in trying to get involved and become a part of this amazing community. I'd grown up playing sports, and the thing with sports is you got to prove yourself. You have to prove that you are a part of the team and that you are worthy of being there. Um, But what clicked for me a little bit later was church is different. You know, the only thing you really need is an open heart and an open mind, and, like, you got to be ready to be challenged and to grow closer to Jesus, and that was something that was completely different and something I knew right away was, oh, wow, this is something that's different and I want to be a part of it, (laughs) I guess. That's a a great comment because so much of our lives, you know, even as adults, you know, professionally trying to advance in careers, let alone in school where you're graded, let alone in sports where there's like tryouts and cuts and stuff like that, like everything is earned. Mm -hmm. And the message of Jesus is that it's fundamentally unearned And that is something, especially if you haven't grown up in it, that is something that has to click for someone, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. And I guess it was kind of like a, like a slow, fast click. You know what I mean? Like you heard it in chapel. That was something they told us about. 
so I, I kind of got it. But then joining the church, it was like, oh, this is what they mean kind of way, you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and what would you say uh, from your perspective, Amy, is most critical for younger people in order to embrace Jesus for themselves? You would have friendships and connections with people both inside the church or inside uh, a, a life of faith mm-hmm. and people outside that world who aren't embracing any kind of faith. What what What's the difference and what's critical for people who don't yet get this in order to to start tracking yeah so it definitely would be to embrace and I guess lean into being uncomfortable and not knowing the answers I'm a pretty scientific thinker so I like answers right away and I like to know what's happening and why they're happening um and definitely a life of faith is a little bit different we have like we have a story but we don't have the full picture and we don't always know what's going on and what God's doing in our lives so that was something that I had to get used to and understand and to really continue to pursue my faith. It was an idea that I had to wrap my head around <laughs> the idea that I wouldn't really have the full picture. Um, it's interesting. I've, I've heard, uh, I've heard faith compared to learning about computers hmm. in the sense that I remember when I was in high school, I started learning about computers. The thing that you, it, it feels like at least it felt to me, the, the thing that you learned the most over time was increasingly how little you actually knew yeah. <laughs> or increasingly how much more you had to learn. Yeah, definitely. And, and faith is kind of like that. You're like, oh, okay, I get it. Whoa, you mean I need to know now this and <laughs> understand this? Oh, wow. It's, uh, it's kind of wild that way. So I uh, want to get now your, your take uh, just on kind of the high school scene, the high school demographic, because your faith, Amy's really come alive while you've been in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm wondering, like, what uh, what would you say, Amy, are some of the greatest barriers to faith that high schools face, or high schoolers face these days? Um, I think it's there's so many many new pressures and distractions and a whole bunch of things that you can get involved in, and if you don't prioritize your faith, it can kind of get lost among all of those new options and things that you can do in high school. So let's talk about high school now, specific to the pandemic. I know for the past year, uh, your high school experience has kind of been hijacked. Mm-hmm. What what has what has COVID done? to your experience of high school? Um, it's been so difficult. It's definitely taken all of like the fun out of it. Um, I'm a runner, so I love, I kind of love sports. I love those events and those off the races that we would get. Um, and those were always like a pushing point. They're kind of like an escape from the pressure that school brings. And so getting those taken away was obviously painful, but something I didn't even realize, school got harder, but in ways that I couldn't even imagine them getting harder. Like I didn't have a teacher in front of me, so I couldn't, um, I couldn't really ask questions. And it's really hard to ask questions through an email, which is something I never <laughs> thought I'd experience. Yeah, the study got harder on the one hand, but mm-hmm. the, the student, everything related to student life got taken away from you guys. Yeah. So it was just the study. Now it's just the learning. There's no life, fun, you know, events, activities, nothing. And the study gets harder. So it's, it's, 
Yeah, I would, I would, I mean, I've observed a couple of high schoolers in, in, in our house and it's, it's definitely been difficult. Um, yeah. How are you seeing students affected by all this? Um, well, I think it's like a bunch of people with work, like, I feel like they get stressed and they're like, oh, this sucks because this is the only thing we have and it's really stressful and there's so much pressure. Uh, I know a bunch of my friends and I were so stressed about this. Um, classes that weren't typically hard are now exponentially harder and it's just weird. Like, it's such a weird thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. Have you have you seen any benefits to being locked down and restricted in your activities? Is there any upside to this? Well, at first glance, no. But if you look back at it, I've had time with my family that I like definitely cherish. We've grown so much closer than I would have ever imagined um and you know you learn things about people that you see every day that you wouldn't have ever learned before and also it's kind of taught me some really important lessons like prioritizing friendships and trying hard to you know keep that connection even though there's a big distance and that's definitely been an upside learning those important lessons and aside from that aim what would you say if you look back you know we're now almost a year into this thing Mm -hmm. you look back what would you say you've seen god do either in or for you uh during the past year of the pandemic have you been able to see god in any of this um definitely he's everywhere he provided some healing within my family dynamic and stuff that i had really hoped would happen, but didn't really see it happen before the pandemic. And all this time spent together, we've kind of been forced to almost do that. Um, also, I always found it really hard to find time, you know, for those Christ and God moments. But now that, you know, you kind of have all the time in the world, it's been a lot easier to make time for God and to, you know, just read the Bible a little bit more or connect and talk more with my mom about the service. I mean, now that the questions are up and it's, we're at home, we talk about it a lot more. So we're growing in our faith together. Uh, also with my friends, it's a lot easier to invite people to church now because you can just send them a link and say, hey, like, come join us. And that's been pretty cool. The the forced simplicity has been a bit of a benefit, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, personally, I wouldn't have chosen it mm-hmm. <laughs> if you paid me. But, you know, similar to yourself, like, our lives when, when the regular activity is happening, like they get super busy and almost insane. You start mm-hmm. adding your, all your sports and friendship activities and current and, and uh, work and things. And, you know, you live at a pretty fast pace to slow that pace down has actually been a bit of a gift. And uh, I know the question I'm asking is, will I be able to retain <laughs> yeah. any of that slowness once I'm allowed to be involved in everything again, I don't, I don't know if I'll, I'll have that kind of discipline. I hope I do. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, want to get your take uh, now that shift gears again, uh, just on the whole student ministry scene. When you, you had said when you first plugged in at Southridge, got involved in the current. Mm-hmm. What's been good about your experience in current? Uh, Pre-COVID, yeah. Sure. Just sure. in general, yeah. Yeah, in general. Well, I guess in general, too. We have these large group events that are always a highlight of the month. And we also have, like, deep faith chats and uh, just small group time, which has been great. The leaders and the relationships they cultivate is something that's been monumental for me, uh, giving me, like, hope that I can do this and that I can get through uh, some hard times. It's just been awesome. 
And what's been tough? I know Current has, has had a real tough go during the pandemic. What have you found difficult about that? I just miss those like in-person connections. I mean, you can talk over Zoom about faith, but there's something about sitting with a group of people and just like talking about Christ and talking about what you're struggling with and answering questions together that, you know, Zoom can't really deliver. What have you guys been trying to talk about lately? Or what have you, is there anything you've been learning lately through that ministry? Yeah, of course. Oh, uh, we're still tracking with, or when we did do it as a church, we talked about the Sermon on the Mount. So we had a small group session about that. And we talked about how that relates to us, uh, what we took from Jesus's long, longest sermon. And yeah, that was pretty cool. Hmm. Has there been any way that you've been able to give back to serve or contribute during the pandemic? Um. Yeah, of course, it's not in the same capacity, but Definitely. Uh, we've been talking about this as a friend group at my school, ways we can still serve. So we found ways as a family doing some small chores, like small random acts of kindness for our friends and family. Um, I've been fortunate enough to still uh, do some online aspects of my job. So I've still been able to receive some income. So as a family talking about, okay, so I've been more fortunate. How can I give back? What can I do um, to help others around me? Also supporting those who are still able to serve. Like there are some organizations that are still serving and you can still donate certain things that you have around your house. I know I cleaned up my whole, a bunch of my closet and donated a bunch of clothes to one of my friends who's working uh, with donated items like that. So that's been some of the ways I've been serving. <laughs> oh, very cool. And recently is a bonus question, but I know recently you've, you've given this short-term group a shot. Yes. You want to yeah. talk about that a little bit? Give it. Give us a sense of what that's about. Um. Yeah. So I joined the uh, young adults group. I just turned eighteen, so I consider myself a very young adult. Um. I really love hearing people's stories, and I really look up to role models. Like role models have been monumental in my faith, and hearing what they say and what they've been through, because they have been through it. They've been through stages of my life that. Um, I'm about to enter into. And so I love having those conversations and they just bring uh, a perspective that I may not have considered before. So that's, that was my reasoning behind joining the small adults group. Cool. Cool. Young adults group. Uh, <laughs> well, let's have some fun then and uh, spend the last few minutes kind of with some bonus time, uh, letting you share just your take on some of the ways that God's been growing us as a church lately. So this is the emerging gen voice part of the, the podcast. This is probably the most fun part. Um, for starters, what would you say you've been learning just about being part of a church since you've been part of our church? Yeah, of course. Um, I've definitely been tracking with the idea that church is a family and that uh, like a family, everybody has their different roles. So I'm still trying to figure out uh, what my role could be within the church, um, but also that church isn't just a building, especially with the pandemic. It's like we can be the church outside of the building and that thought that it's not a Sunday special. It's an everyday commitment to Christ. Was that a, a new sort of aha for you when you started being part of Southridge? Like when you, you and your mom talked about, you know, hey, let's make church part of our lives. Were you assuming that that meant place you go hour of the week an event and then uh you had your perspective shifted then yeah definitely I wasn't I can't really remember what I thought about church I'd never gone to it before so there was a little bit of mystery there 
Um, but it's definitely been something I've realized that, okay, yeah, I go to church on Sunday, but if it doesn't change the way I live day to day, then there's really no point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, another question, you know, one of the things we've been learning about as a community in the past year or so mm-hmm. has been about racism and racial injustice, white privilege, things like that. Uh, talk about what God's been teaching you in that way. Yeah, of course. It's definitely been a real eye-opening um, series for me. I'm not going to lie. I had a little bit of a sheltered childhood, so I didn't really think about racial injustices and social like problems in that capacity. So it's been so eye-opening. Um, God's challenging me and still challenging me to grow and learn about these problems um, because you can't be a part of change if you don't know what needs to change. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, related to that, uh, it was just a few months ago that we journeyed through that Hope Lives series, kind of our annual focus uh, on some compassion, justice mm-hmm. uh, aspects of our faith. And uh, this year focused on its call to grow in advocacy and to grow in advocacy through accompaniment. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk about that from an emerging gen perspective. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't speak for all emerging gens. I'm not sure what their journey was, but it was totally eye-opening uh, for me. And just that message that um, even though we might not feel these problems every day, they still matter. And it's not enough to stay silent. Or in my case, there was like this ignorancy that I didn't know they were happening. Um, and that allowed those problems to continue, which is not okay. So it really challenged me and pushed me to continue to grow about these problems and dive into them, like the problems of racism and the problems that the indigenous community face and how like my learning about them, it starts to bring awareness. And when you are aware of problems, you can be a part of change. Uh, I'm thinking about how Nate Dirks walked through that four stage process of becoming an advocate. And it sounds like the first stage, that awareness stage Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of defines your next steps for this next season. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I've definitely had to camp out on that awareness section and start learning and growing in that section first. Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, hey, as someone who's a little younger and a little newer to church, uh, are there other issues about faith or things that the church has been facing or just things that matter to you these days that you'd want to share about or speak into? Um, definitely inclusivity is something that right away got me very passionate or is a problem that I've always been passionate about because Jesus' message of unconditional love and grace, it's something that I totally believe, but uh, in high school, it's one that is more talked about than acted on. And so I've personally had to reflect, uh, of course, with the help of my friends, asking them to call out when I'm maybe uh, like unintentionally excluding people. Um, and working on that and trying to become more, you know, inclusive and noticing when you are excluding others. Isn't it easy, Amy, to, you know, once people are pointing it out to you, isn't it easy to see how frequently we can be exclusive of other people? Yeah. And that eye-opening fact was scary to me. It's like, oh my goodness, how many people have I hurt without noticing, I guess? 
Yeah, it's amazing that it's one of those things I feel like is the difference between your intent and your impact. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I know a lot of people that aren't intentionally exclusive and yet through certain behaviors and certain even even focusing on belonging for those who are already belonging, mm-hmm. uh, you can just be so ignorant of the people that you hurt and are being excluded and uh, it can really rock your world when you start to realize, you know, who you might be leaving out and who you might have, have hurt over the years in doing that. So that's yeah. uh, certainly something for for our church to, to consider and to get better at. Mm-hmm. Probably, uh, I don't want to get too into this, but even with your high school experience, it, 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 it it's amazing how cliquey churches and, and church communities can get as well. Mm-hmm. And I know that that's something that we're 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 gonna we're gonna continue to face and fight against. So I don't know if you want to speak to that, but so um, I can say amen to that. Of course, yeah, it's definitely a problem. Um, but it's one I think I I mean I don't speak for all churches, but I hope that it's becoming um, less of an issue as the emerging generation comes up. Hopefully, I'm hoping so too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, any final? thoughts or just encouragements or challenges to those of us listening when it comes to our emerging generation and your perspective on the church and its future where God's leading us? Yeah, I mean, I would always challenge people to challenge each other, if that makes sense. You know, Jesus says iron sharpens iron. And I feel like that is the best way to grow in community and grow in faith together. That's a great challenge about being challenged to challenge. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's kind of a circle there. No, I really appreciate that though, because, you know, so often, especially with older people, people track with a church for their comfort and stability mm-hmm. and actually not to be challenged. It's a little bit like in your running, which is the other part of the life that we, uh, of our lives that we share. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, you actually don't get fit unless you put yourself under some degree of stress or workout. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, for, for so many of us, it's only as we're willing to be challenged and challenge each other, specifically by going out of our comfort zones, that, that God can do significant things. So that's, uh, that's a really great word there, Aim. Uh, <laughs> just want to say thanks for, for joining us today. Thanks for continuing to plug in and even though COVID is so difficult for, for taking those kind of proactive steps to stay connected and stay contributing and try to stay faithful to the journey that God's had you on. It's been amazing to watch you be part of our community the last few years Thank and you. to see all that, that God's doing through you. So uh, be encouraged. And thanks for uh, all the rest of you who are listening into this and uh, journeying with us. We're excited to keep tracking, even during this pandemic, Uh, through ways like this. And so we'll continue again next week, finding our way together. Take care, everybody.